Four days have passed since the caterpillar left the lake. It spent the first day getting to the muses, the second and third being carried across the big blues by Lady Gale, and the fourth crossing another black road with yellow stripes. But it was all worth it because the caterpillar was finally an eye shot of the plateau. Just like the grasshopper promised, at the top of a mountain covered in grass stood a tree with 99 branches. All the caterpillar had to do to be as free as a butterfly was get to that tree. The closer the caterpillar got to the tree, the more it realized it didn't know what to expect from the climb. The grasshopper's advice stopped after the muses, and the only other useful information that was given was to be ready for something the grasshopper called the unexpected. He didn't elaborate on what it was, just that it was guaranteed to show up on the other side of the river. The more the caterpillar thought about what the unexpected looked like, the scarier it became. The caterpillar decided it was too late to turn back. It had to take the grasshopper's advice and move with its fear instead of running from it. Between the plateau and the caterpillar was a smaller green mountain, a black path with yellow stripes and a gray path that humans use. It crossed the gray path with ease, but the moment it reached the black path with yellow stripes, its heart stopped. The grasshopper didn't explain what the unexpected sounded like, but now the caterpillar had an idea. From the bottom of the hill, a rumbling, as loud as thunder, shook all of Mother Terra's smallest rocks and vibrated through every blade of grass. The only time the caterpillar heard of this kind of noise was when a termite from a place called Pass Yunk Avenue stopped by the lake. The termite found itself by the lake because its home was destroyed by humans, and all it talked about was the machine they used. It said the machine sounded like a hundred bees trapped inside a tree, and that it could cut through bark like it was a leaf. Maybe this machine was the unexpected. The caterpillar impatiently waited as the rumbling grew and the grass vibrated faster and faster. Before long, the caterpillar was shaken too. And then, the caterpillar saw what was making the noise. It saw the unexpected. Humans sat on top of machines with one round foot on the ground and the other straight in the air. Some had four legs, but they still stood tall and proud all the same. A cloud of smoke followed them down the black path with yellow stripes. The caterpillar held his breath in fear of breathing in the smoke and becoming afraid of the unexpected. And yet, the caterpillar couldn't help but feel excited by the unexpected because the humans on them looked happy and fearless. Maybe the grasshopper wanted the caterpillar to embrace the unexpected. Slowly but surely, the caterpillar made its way across the black path with yellow stripes. It realized as it crawled along, it no longer feared crossing these kind of paths. The caterpillar had mastered the crawling pace it needed to ensure its safety and peace of mind. When it got to the other side, the caterpillar noticed the mountain had humans all over it. Some sitting and eating, some running, some on the unexpected. The caterpillar couldn't help but feel at peace. Most bugs fear humans, but the caterpillar understood that humans were a lot like bugs. Some good, some bad, some indifferent. All of them had a part to play and wanted to feel fulfilled. The caterpillar was then met by a bug it had never seen before. A roly-poly-oly with black and white stripes unraveled two leaf lengths away from the caterpillar. What are you looking at? The roly-poly said as it yawned and stretched. Did you roll yourself up because you were scared of the unexpected too? The caterpillar asked in amazement of this weird bug's trick. The what? 
the roly-poly said, confused by what the caterpillar was afraid of. Nothing, nothing. The caterpillar shrunk with embarrassment. You were scared of the dirt bikes? Those machines that the humans sit on top of making all that noise? The caterpillar couldn't help but feel relieved. They were called dirt bikes? It asked, confused by those new words. Yeah, well, some of them are four-wheelers, but they all sound the same to me. You've never seen one before? The roly-poly asked as if they were common. Yeah, I've seen them before, just, you know, not in that color, that's all. The roly-poly cut his eyes at the caterpillar. I don't know where you're from, but liars don't do too well around here. The caterpillar felt like the roly-poly was looking straight through it. I'm sorry. Where I'm from, we don't have dirt bikes or four-wheelers. It's okay. Just don't lie about it. There's nothing wrong with being new to things. So I gotta ask, why are you here? I'm here to learn to be as free as a butterfly. The roly-poly tilted his head to the side, confused. The caterpillar did the same. So I have to get to the top of the mountain. My mentor told me it's called the plateau. The roly-poly shrugged, turned around, and started to crawl up the mountain. All right, follow me. Okay, so it's not as bad as it looks. We could probably get there by sundown, the roly-poly said as they crawled towards the plateau. What's sundown? The sun, you know, the thing in the sky that keeps us warm. Don't tell me you guys don't have a word for the sun. Oh, the great fire, the caterpillar said, excited to be on the same page as the roly-poly. Yeah, the great fire. So tell me about this place, the caterpillar asked, happy to have made a new friend. The roly-poly and the caterpillar spent the next few hours exchanging stories about where they were from. The roly-polies told stories about dirt bikes, fireworks, and humans who often ate, laughed, and danced on the mountain. The caterpillar talked about the beauty of the lake, the family of bugs that raised it, and how it was sad to leave its home. The roly-poly seemed jaded by life on the mountain, but the caterpillar understood. There's only so much one place can offer you. Before the caterpillar knew it, they were at the top of the plateau. The roly-poly stressed that he had to get back to the bottom of the mountain before the sun completely set. So what now? The caterpillar asked as they stared up at the tree. Well, to be completely honest, I don't know. I just know they usually go to the top of this tree, wrap themselves in a cocoon for 11 days, and poof, a butterfly. The caterpillar was confused. They? It asked while still looking up in awe of the tree. Yeah, you thought you were the only one to come here trying to become a butterfly? Suddenly, the caterpillar felt smaller than it had felt during this whole journey. Listen, it's okay. Just because you weren't the first doesn't mean you don't belong here. Truth be told, none of us know who was the first caterpillar to get here. All that matters is that you got here. Yesterday, tomorrow, today, it doesn't matter. You're here now. The caterpillar wanted to cry. The roly-poly was so kind for no reason at all. So how do I wrap myself in a cocoon? Hold up, 
what's a cocoon? The roly-poly just stared at the caterpillar. The caterpillar saw a bird fly into a tree and rest in the nest. Should I ask that thing? You really aren't from around here, huh? And with those words, the caterpillar knew it had gotten all the help it was going to get. Thank you. How can I repay you? The roly-poly thought for a second. Just promise me you'll do whatever you do next, fearlessly. The caterpillar could see in the roly-poly's eyes that he was serious. The caterpillar saw the truth. They nodded to one another, then the roly-poly rolled itself into a ball and started tumbling back down the mountain. Wait, what did you mean by become a butterfly? The caterpillar yelled out, but it was too late. The roly-poly was gone. The caterpillar decided it needed to rest before making its way up the tree. It crawled to the bottom of the tree and nuzzled up against the tree's aged roots. All night, humans came and went, lighting the plateau with the machines that carried them and playing music louder than the caterpillar had ever heard. Although it wanted to sleep, the caterpillar was delighted to be so close to humans without the fear of being pushed, smushed, or squished. The next morning, the caterpillar was woken up by a group of loud humans. Some of them were young, some old, some in the middle. Suddenly, one of the young ones yelled out, Dad, Dad, look what I found. The young one was pointing right where the caterpillar was laying. Before it knew it, the entire family surrounded the caterpillar. Oh, this one's going to be beautiful, said the one they called Dad. This was easily the biggest human the caterpillar had ever seen. The caterpillar sat still, frozen with fear. Dad kneeled down, put his finger up under the bottom of the caterpillar, scooped it up, and placed it on the highest branch he could. The caterpillar couldn't believe its eyes. From the branch, it could see the skyline in the way it had only dreamed of seeing it before. It waited a second, then it peeked over the side of the branch to see the humans still playing. The caterpillar never saw humans so terrifying, yet so nice at the same time. Maybe they weren't that bad after all. It heard a rustle above its head and then looked up to see the bird leaving its nest. A few moments later, the caterpillar heard crying. The bird had pooped on one of the young one's heads. The rest of the family laughed as dad picked him up and said, son, always expect the unexpected. The caterpillar spent the rest of the day meditating, trying to figure out its next move. Right before sundown, the answer came, as if Lady Gale had carried it straight from the grasshopper's mouth to the caterpillar's ears. It began to shed its skin and mold into a cocoon to hang from the branch. It took time and patience, but right before the sunrise, the caterpillar finished. It took one last look at the skyline and shut the cocoon. And now, we wait.